Welcome to Summit Church Fenton Online. Uh, today I greet you with great sorrow. Uh, the flag flew at half-staff again in this nation this past week, as it had the week before, as it has so many times. Another mass shooting in the United States. Uh, this time, nine elementary school kids were gunned down in their classroom, fourth graders, along with two teachers in Texas. Uh, I heard that there's been more mass shootings in the nation so far this year than there than there's been days in the year. Uh, terrible thing that's going on in the United States. And of course, the question that many ask is why? And so I want to devote this message today to that question. So this is not going to be a Bible lesson like I normally give you, but uh, I just feel that it's incumbent upon me and, and ministers, frankly, to address this issue. Um, you know, uh, mass shootings did not happen when I was growing up. Um, so the question, I guess, is what's different today? What's different? You know, in, uh, in 50 years... Um, I've noticed the elementary school where, where I attended, uh, there's a lot of changes have taken place there. Uh, I know when I was a kid, there were no fences. The doors, you could just, you know, people could walk up, walk in. Um, we as kids there were never in any danger. It's, it's, not, it's not the case today. I know uh, I, I jog in the neighborhood um, on a regular basis, I run by the school quite frequently, and um, it, I mean, it's locked down, that elementary school locked down tighter than a drum. I mean, uh, and it needs to be, but I mean, I mean, there's fence, there's security fences everywhere, the steel doors, uh, uh, thick glass in the windows, um, I mean, armed security guards there during the day, and, and, and there needs to be, but when I was a kid, there there wasn't. I know uh, some time ago, many, several, just a couple, a few years back, I, I was jogging and I just, I just wanted to walk through the school. I hadn't seen it in, in, in decades, and I went to the door to open it. And I mean, you're not getting in there. And I mean, I mean, everything's locked tighter than a drum, and uh, you have to be buzzed in, and you know, uh, you know, you have to secure security cameras and whatnot. I mean, it's like going into a prison, and and uh, and and sad to say, it needs to be that way today. And it's sorry, it's 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 a sad thing that it has to be that way. Uh, but in in a generation of time, things have changed so much in this nation, and there's there's been been such a such a decline in the United States as a whole in many in many different areas. Uh, and, and, and frankly, the things I'm going to be sharing with you here, uh, the Holy Spirit has had me teaching on these things for, for you know, the past decade and more, uh, warning and warning and warning, you know, about, about the place where the United States has, has arrived and is at, has been at for quite some time now with mass shootings and whatnot going on. And so, uh, like I said, what I want to do is I, I, I want to, talk about uh, today in this message, why? Why? That's the question on the media. Why is this happening? Why, as you watch news and whatnot, why, 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 why are all these mass shootings going on? And so I just want to give you some thoughts on, on as, to, uh, as, to, as I see it, why uh, these things are happening. The first thing is, is, uh, is this. 60 years ago, God was kicked out of the public school system. And when God leaves, light leaves. The Bible says God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. And, and you also need to realize God is a gentleman. And when, when, uh, when the powers that be some 60 years ago you know, told God to get out of the school system, he's a gentleman. He left. But when he left, light left. And... When light leaves, then darkness prevails. And of course, you see that in our school system, uh, by and large, darkness prevailing. So many kids, they don't know right from wrong. Um, 
I mean, there's so much sexual confusion among so many children and LGBTQ. And then they had, if that wasn't enough, they had to put a plus at the end of it, to, you know, because there's other things and kids don't know. They're so confused as to what, what their sexual orientation is. And you got boys going to the girls' bathroom and girls going to the boys' bathroom and, and, and I suppose locker rooms and whatnot. I mean, what, I mean, what a mess. You see the mess you get when God is kicked out because when he leaves, light leaves and then darkness prevails. So the first thing I would note is that God has been kicked out of the public school system. He needs to be welcomed back in there and fast. The second thing, uh, and I could preach a whole message on this one, is uh, and I could really pe- preach a whole message on any one of these and I have preached whole messages on these over the last decade or so. But uh, the second thing is, is an overall decline in the uh, family structure in the United States. And, uh, and like I said, there's much I could say about that, but the, the family structure has declined so badly in the United States that, it's, uh, that it, it, it beggars description. It's very sad. Um, and then thirdly, the third thing that I would say as to why these these mass shootings going on is an overall decline in church attendance and church activity over the last decades. Um, children, by and large, are not being taken to church. By and large, they're not. And, uh, you know, the Bible says children need to be trained up in the way that they should go. And by and large, children are not being taken to church. And rather, and even among so many Christians, as I've observed firsthand, uh, you know, instead of bringing their children to church on Sunday morning to go to Sunday school, they'll take them to little league games or soccer matches or, you know, where the kids are involved in the soccer or the, or the, uh, or baseball or basketball or what, whatever the sport is. And I'm not against that. I am, I am all for kids be involved in school. Kids be invo- involved in sports and activities. Absolutely, I am all for that one million percent. Absolutely, I was involved in in the Cory League when I was a kid, baseball, and I played sports. But you know what? On Sundays we went to church, and uh, and uh, now I see so many Christian parents have little kids, and they they take them to, they take them to do sports on Sunday mornings instead of the house of God. That's training them that. That sports are more important than God, and it's just it's it's a it's a terrible thing that that's going on. And uh, you know, have your sports, but just set aside Sunday mornings for the Lord. And this nation, you know, it's and frankly, you know, you know, in this nation, Sundays are no different than Saturdays. When I was a kid, you know, growing up, I mean, we're talking about how, how things have changed. When I was a kid growing up on Sundays, things were deader than a doornail out in the, in the community. Stores were shut down. You know, places of business were shut down. Uh, I don't even think you could get gas on, on a Sunday when I was a kid. I mean, uh, everything was shut down in honor of the Lord's Day. But now, Sunday is no different than Saturday or any other day of the week. You can see how things have, de- have declined in this nation. And, uh, and, but children aren't being taken to, to church. And frankly, when, sad to say here, when they are taken in so many instances, not all, certainly not all, but in so many instances, when they are taken, they're not even taught the word of God. It's just a bunch of entertainment. And, and it's so sad, you know, and, and I'm all for kids coming to church and having things, you know, that will entertain them in, 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 in games and, and, and pizza and all that. I'm all for that. But the word of God should be first and foremost taught to the, to the kids. I had a lady years ago. She told me, she said, she said, uh, concerning Summit Christian Church, she told me, she said, uh, you know, you, you, you put, you put the word of God up front here. And she said, if you want to get more kids coming, she said, put the word of God on the back burner and, and offer pizza and activities and all these different things. And then just slip a little word into them at, at the end. Well, you know, I just don't, I, I didn't feel right about that then. I still don't feel right about it. I think that, that the word of God should be first and foremost. Let's put the word first 
and, and teaching of the doctrines of the Bible. And then afterwards, let, let's have, let's have pizza. Let's have the fun and, uh, you know, uh, the fun of, of games and this and that. That's all good. But, you know, the Word of God, I tell you what, the Word of God's fun. And it's really, if you really get into it, it's a whole lot more fun than pizza and, and games and that sort of thing. But I'm not against the games and the activities. But when kids are brought to church, they need to be taught the Word of God. They need to be taught the doctrines of the Bible, the, the, the stories of the Bible. Absolutely. And, uh, and that just isn't the case in so many, in so many places. So, so many kids aren't even being taken to church. And then when they are taken to church, so many times they don't even hear the, hear the word of God. And then, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, how things have changed in this nation since I was a kid. I mean, just talking about Christian television. Now it's, it's always had its problems and it still does. And frankly, most Christian TV, and I hate to say it, is a disaster, but and it should be avoided. Most of it. There's some good on there, but very little. And uh, but but even so, uh, in this nation, whether you know some of the largest ministries in this nation, it's just cotton candy sermons, one right after the next. I mean, some of the biggest ministers in the nation they 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 won't they won't teach a message like what I'm talking about here today. They're given a cotton candy message, and look. I like cotton candy. It's really good. But I tell you what, I don't want to eat it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every message. I don't think every message when we go to church should be a cotton candy message, you know, like a home on the range message, home, home on the range, where the, what is it, where the deer and the antelope play, where never is heard a discouraging word and the skies are not cloudy all day. You know, I like those kind of messages. I like preaching cotton candy messages. I do preach cotton candy messages from time to time, but if that's all you're ever getting, you're going to become malnourished and worms will start growing on, on the inside of you. And the United States has, has some spiritual worms growing in it. I tell you, it's, it's proven by all these mass shootings that are going on. And frankly, the United States of America is spiritually diabetic and some of the largest ministers in the nation, all they're doing is throwing sugar cookies, spiritually so, from their pulpits to an already diabetic congregation. And I tell you what, if you want to start to see this nation change, you're going to have to have the pulpits of America aflame with the preaching of righteousness and the doctrines of the Bible, and a a message of repentance, and then blessing upon repentance. But the cotton candy stuff, and, you know, and and some ministers will say, well, I just want to stay in my lane, and I'm just an encourager. Well, if you're really a minister of God, you're going to get in whatever lane you need to get into to minister the Word of God, and not just preach cotton candy all the time. You see what cotton candy preaching does. It it winds up, it, it leads to to the mess we're in. I'm passionate about that. So there's been an overall decline in church involvement with the family in church, and and then you get a dysfunctional family. That goes to my second point. Anyway, so God's been kicked out of the school system. You've got a decline in church uh, attendance and involvement. You've got a decline in the family structure. And then we're talking as to why these mass shootings, why the decline in the United States. Well, uh, the fourth thing I would mention is is exposure to some things. Uh, uh, children of today are exposed to things that I just frankly wasn't exposed to when I was growing up. Um, one thing I'd mention is vulgarity, vulgarity on television, as well as vulgarity in all kinds of media. You know, I grew up in a generation where Leave It to Beaver... You know, now if you don't know what Leave It to Beaver is, you ought to go Google it and find it and watch an episode or two of it. Um, sad to say, Leave It to Beaver wouldn't make it today because it's not full of all kinds of cuss words and sexual innuendo. I grew up watching I Love Lucy. You know what I mean? And I mean, and when you watch Leave It to Beaver or I Love Lucy, you didn't hear Ward and June Cleaver or or Wally and Beaver using cuss words and or Ricky and Lucy, or Fred and Ethel Merch using cuss words. I mean, come on. And I mean, Lucy and Ricky, a married couple in real life and on television, they couldn't on television even sleep in the same bed uh, back in the 50s when they filmed that, that, that TV show. And now you watch sitcoms and people are in bed and having, you know, appearance of having sex with one another and all kinds of vulgarity and, and sexual promiscuity 
You know, and then you wonder why the, the children of today are, 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 are the way they are. And then not only exposure to vulgarity, but so much exposure to violence. Uh, I didn't, my generation growing up, it wasn't an exposure to, to violence like, like it is t- today and like it has been the last couple of decades. Uh, I mean, you've got violence on television, you've got violence in media, violence in video games. And yeah, I said video games. You need to realize, in case you don't, you need to realize that many of the kids in the United States, so many, considerably large number of kids in the United States spend so much of their time on their computers, on video games, and not only are they on the video games, but now they've got like social media video games where where you're playing the video games with other other people from all over the, the city or the nation even, I mean... And, and, and so many of those games are just violent. And uh, something I noticed about 30 years ago, there was a video game I don't even remember. Uh, the, I don't remember it now. And by the way, the kind of video games that, that I had, that I played with on, is my mother and I, we got a video game and it was like a, a ping pong type thing, you know. <laughs> and uh, I remember playing that with her on a black and white, black and white television and and then, you know, we had some cool, a uh, cool golf video game. I mean, but this one video game, I don't remember the name of it, but it was, I, I, and I, I noted it about 30 years ago and it was, it was a violent thing. It was shooting people up and the, and the, and the kids back in that day, particularly the young boys, they were excited. You know, the junior high school, high school boys, they were excited about that game. And I remember, I don't remember the name of it, but it had, uh, it was a you know shooting people shooting people up type of a, of a game and then and then and then it had what was called a blood code and if you could enter if if you could enter if the parents would give the children the, the blood code not only would they be able to shoot people up in the video game but if the blood code was entered it would show blood squirting out and you know and 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 gaping holes in people's body with blood coming out and shooting out and heads being shot off and whatnot. That was some 30 years ago, and it's just gotten worse since then. And so this has infiltrated our society, and then we wonder why all these mass shootings. And so an exposure to things. And then my fifth point would be an easy access to some things. Easy access. Uh, so many of the kids today, they have e- such easy access to so many things that that uh, that are detrimental to them. Uh I know now like growing up the cell phone I didn't have a I didn't have a cell phone we didn't have the internet and and look I'm going to be the first to tell you I'm glad there are cell phones I'm glad there's the internet and and there's much good from cell phones and there's much good from from internet but I tell you what as good as it is on one side it's that detrimental on the other now I would have loved to have had a cell phone when I was growing up to be able to you know call my mom and report in and whatnot and so forth and so on but I had to go find a pay phone and put in a put in you know a dime or 20 cents or whatever we did have cell phones and I'm glad we have cell phones didn't have the internet you know, if I wanted to find something out about something, I had to go to the library. And But, you know, now you just go Google it on your computer or on your phone. And, and, and there's much good. Don't misunderstand me. Much good to these things. But uh, but you need to realize this. Cell phone, there's a bad side to it, too. And just about every kid has a cell phone. Just about every adult has a cell phone. I have one. And, and I think all of us, and I'll even, even uh, raise my hand to this, are preoccupied with our cell phones and we probably spend more time on cell phones than we do interacting with people and that's 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 another thing I could put on my list I think that's led to a lot of this mess but be that as it may uh, cell phones as good as they are and as good as the internet can be uh, yet cell phones and the internet are listen to this are perhaps the main gateway for this generation into a world of darkness and depravity and and you look out just just go go just go look around sometime you'll see just about everybody's on their cell phone these young kids they're on their cell phones or computers or whatever you know uh, laptops or whatever it is and and the thing you need to realize is is that while there's much good in cell phones and internet yet it is perhaps a cell phone is perhaps the main gateway for for the young people of this world into a wor- to to enter into a world of darkness and depravity. 
And there's easy access to it. Easy access. And then there's such easy access to social media. And again, there's some, some good to social media, certainly. But you need to realize that there's some very dark and diabolical things that, that go on on social media. Uh, I've observed some of it over the years. And uh, I mean, you need to realize that on a lot of social media, there, there, there is flowing rivers of hate and rebellion and vulgarity and profanity profanity and, and those sorts of things and it's just pure evil and 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 the kids of today have such easy access into that and then of course uh, easy access to pornography uh, absolutely the the United States has become a pornographic nation and uh, uh, and, and and kids have such easy access through through their their cell phones and through the internet into pornography and, and there's such dark things on the internet, including pornography. And this, I mean, this wasn't the case when I was growing up. The, you know, we, we young boys, and not that I was looking for it, but, you know, I'm telling you, young boys are, are going to, uh, you know, they're going to look to see a woman without clothes on and whatnot. It just, you know, and, uh, but, but when I was growing up, we didn't have easy access, to pornography. Absolutely. Well, the statement was made, I heard somebody say this, and it's, it's a very interesting statement, uh, talking about the generation that I grew up in versus today. And the generation I grew up in, water was free, and you had to pay for pornography. And now it's just the reverse. Now you go in and pay for water, pay for a bottle of water, but pornography, you can go to your phone or your computer, and, and they tell me you can get it for free. And it's been, it's true. Because I've 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 studied up on it. You can go to your phone, go to your go to your uh, uh, computer, and get it for free. In, in fact, we have a Dish Network that comes into our house, and and up high up on the channel numbers, way up high, there's a, there's a group of about seven or eight, ten channels. When we first got it years ago, we were going through the TV guide, you know, and we got to looking at that, and my wife and I were astounded. At the at the the titles of, of some of the, the the vulgar, terrible, awful things that were available on the Dish Network, you know, and and, and Directv has it, and these 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 you know Charter Cable or or Spire or whatever it's called Spectrum. I mean, it's available. Now we blocked it on on our, our on our Dish, uh, you know, but but it's right there, coming being beamed into people's homes, and you know they c- can get it very very easily with, for a fee or whatever it is. But the point I'm trying to make here is there's such easy access to pornography. And like I said, when I was growing up, you didn't have that easy access to it. And, uh, you, you, I mean, you know, and water was free and you had to, had to pay for the pornography. And now it's just, just the reverse. You pay for water. Pornography is easily accessible. I mean, my, I think of my mother. There's no way if I'd have told her I'm going to pay, I need, I need a dollar for a bottle of water. She'd say any old day. She said, go to the, go to the kitchen sink and get your water. And, uh, but we live in a different, in a different day. But the problem here is, is not that we have to pay for a bottle of water, but that, that the pornography is so easily accessible to young people. And, uh, um, it, it, it's just, it's just, it's just not a good thing. And you need to realize this pornography exposes the mind and the soul to unimaginable darkness and depravity. Absolutely. It opens your mind up and your soul up to demonic activity. And I'll say more about that here in just a moment, but it, 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 pornography exposes the mind and soul to unimaginable darkness and depravity, and it is so easily accessible. And then we're talking about easy access. There's also easy access to assault rifles and guns that people just shouldn't have. Now, I'm for the Second Amendment, absolutely, but dear friends, Assault rifles should not be accessible to the general public and certainly not to an 18-year-old boy. Now, this, of course, is when the dispute starts between people and between Republicans and Democrats. And I want to say this again. I'm for the Second Amendment. Absolutely. 
But again, dear friends, assault rifles should not, should not be accessible to the general public. And certainly not to an 18-year-old boy. But of course, again, like I said, this is when the dispute starts between the Republicans and the Democrats. And the argument is, is if you let, if you let the Republicans will say that if you let the Democrats take away assault rifles, then they'll come for your other guns. And, uh, then they'll say, why take away, uh, why take away law abiding citizens assault rifles for the sake of some deranged people? That's an argument that the Republicans will make. They'll say, why take away a law-abiding citizen's right to an assault rifle just because there's a deranged individual out there who got one. But you think about what I just said right there. Why does a citizen of the United States need an assault rifle? You know, why does any non-law enforcement individual need an assault rifle to start with? Of course... Uh, you know, they'll go on to say if, an, they'll say if assault rifles are banned, the gunman could have gotten a gun some other way or he would have used another type of weapon. And you know, that's a correct statement. That, that really is. And I want to say it again because the argument is, well, if assault rifles were banned, the gunman could have gotten a gun some other way or he would have used another type of weapon and and that is that is that is correct he could have gotten the gun some other way i'm talking about this guy this 18 year old kid that went in there and shot up that uh fourth grade classroom this last week uh yeah he if he couldn't have got the assault rifle himself he could have got it some other way that then that's true or he could have used some other gun he could have used a shotgun or some other gun and that that is correct but here's the thing here's the thing at this point at this point, the point we are in the United States right now, it is not about stopping gun violence. I mean, unless some major things are changed for a long period of time, it took a generation for us to get in this mess. It's not going to be fixed overnight. It's going to take a generation to get out. There's not just one thing that you can change and go abracadabra and we're just back like it was back when I was a kid. It took a generation to get into this mess and take a generation to get out. At this point, though, it's not about stopping gun violence because that's going to continue. What it, what, is, what it is about is curtailing it, curtailing it, curtailing it, because it is true. If this kid this last week, this 18-year-old gunman, if he couldn't have gotten the gun himself, he could have got it in some other way, or he could have had somebody else uh, uh, you know, get it for him, or he could have used a different kind of weapon, and that's all true. I don't dispute that. But it's not about stopping gun violence. It's curtailing it. I mean, it, it, because, I mean, the shootings, sad to say, are going to continue in, in schools, in churches, in stores, in malls, wherever. So it's not about stopping it. It's about curtailing it. And if you could have kept him from getting an assault rifle, even though he could have used some other kind of weapon, he certainly... I don't think would have been able to do the same kind of damage as quickly as he did. And so, but isn't it sad that we're, we're, we're standing here and, and we're, we're saying that, you know, it's, it's not a matter of stopping it, but it's a matter of just curtailing it. Isn't it sad that we're standing here saying that, you know, more, more shootings are going to happen and more people are going to die and we're just trying now to curtail it? Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? But friends, that's the truth. And that's where we're at. And so uh, uh, things need to be done that, uh, that, that, that curtail, uh, curtail these, these, these types of things. But of course, you know, the debate will continue and it does continue. I think of this one uh, Republican politician and he argues for the, this 18-year-old gunman, he argues for his right to buy that assault rifle. He argues vehemently for his right to buy it. But you know, when you look at it, that politician, when you get right down to it, he's bought and paid for by the NRA, National Rifle Association. And, uh, you know, I think that politician's tune would change 
if one of his children had been in that classroom in Texas, in Uvalde, Texas, this last week, I think that politician's tune would change quite a bit. And it's sad when someone is bought and paid for and, 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 and says what they say and do what they do primarily because of money. It's so sad. And it's, it's, it's disgusting to me. And you say, well, you're a preacher. You shouldn't be talking about these things. No, preachers ought to be. All over this nation ought to be crying out with messages like this. And people ought to be rising up in protest against, against uh, 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 an 18-year-old or anybody being able to go out and buy an assault, uh, an, an assault rifle or some of these weapons of, of war that's used on a battlefield. Like I said, I'm for the Second Amendment, but, but some of these assault rifles, just a, a common sense, just a, a person with, a, with, with half a brain and a, and, and, and a soul about them ought to know that these things shouldn't be available to the general public, much less teenagers. My goodness gracious. And while I'm on it, by the way, you know, something else I notice in this nation and this has always been here to varying degrees, but a lack of reasonability uh, is, is something else that I see. Maybe worse now than ever, just a lack of reasonability. Uh, you know, President Biden addressed the nation after this recent shooting in the elementary school, and I watched him give the address. I thought it was a good address. I, I, he see, he, I, mean, he, I thought it was a good address. I think it's something a president should do. And, 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 and you know... And, and look, right after he gave that address, Fox News said he made it only to bolster his poll numbers. Now, you know, I mean, that's sick. That's just sick. The man came out there, the president. And look, I disagree with Joe Biden on just about everything where he stands politically. But I tell you what, that address he made was a good address. It was a right address. And, and, and he, you know, I agree with him. Assault weapons should not be available to the, to the general public. They should not. And, 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 you know, I, I don't vote for Democrats. I'm, I'm against for just, I'm against everything just about that they stand for. But, you know, I don't disagree with them on everything. And, you know, that's something we, it's a problem in this nation right now. Worse than maybe I've ever seen it in my lifetime that, you know, if you're a Republican, everything the Democrats do or a Democratic president does is absolutely wrong. And then vice versa, you know, the, the Democrats look at the Republicans the same way and everything they do is wrong. And it's, you know, it's so sad. I mean, we have our differences, but there's some things we need to come together, common sense things and agree on. My goodness gracious sakes, <laughs> you know, and, and, and like I said, I don't agree with Joe Biden on, on a lot of things, but, but you know what? Uh, I, I think the speech he made after the shooting was, was a good one. And, uh, and, and I agree, you know, I agree with him on his position on the guns because it's right. But there's some people just because he's a Democrat, just, just shut him off and, and, and just thinks, thinks he's evil. And it's not so. Okay. Yeah. He, I agree with him on that, uh, uh, thing about guns and the limiting, uh, assault weapons and not making them available to the general public. I agree with him on that because it's right. But Fox News comes on there just shortly after he makes the, the statement and, and says, well, the only reason he made the statement was because he was trying to bolster his poll numbers. Well, I don't, I don't believe that for one second. You know, cable news, you know, we're, while I'm on the subject, I'll say this. Cable news, talk radio is, a, is another big problem in this nation. It, it, it just is. And I, I want to tell you something else. CNN is crazy, but Fox is even more crazy. Now, you know what? I'm going to have a lot of Christians walk away from me on that. But you know what? It is what it is. CNN is crazy. But I tell you what, I've watched them both. Fox is even, I'll tell you this, there's a devil that sits on CNN, but there's a bigger devil <laughs> that sits on Fox. Absolutely. And I'm not taking it back. because You know why I'm not taking it back? Because it's, it's true and it's right. You need to realize this, that news we're talking about how things are different. News in this nation is no longer like news when I was growing up. And I'm impassionate about these things because I don't want to see little kids get shot up or anybody else get shot up. And I'm talking today about reasons for it. But, but this, this, this might be a side point, but it's, it needs to be said that news is no longer news in this nation, by and large. 
I mean, it just really isn't for the most part. And you watch these cable, you know, CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and World Max and News One or whatever it is, and right wing, left wing, and people watch that and think that they're being told the truth, but they're, it's not news, it's a political entertainment show, and they're telling people what they want to hear. It's like, it's uh, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and then you've got people like Don Lemon and on CNN and, and, and uh, Anderson Cooper and those people, they're telling their audience what their audience wants to hear, not necessarily the truth. And that's a big problem in this nation. And, and it really, I mean, it, it just is. And so you need to be careful about where you're getting your news. You really, 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 really do. You need to be very careful. And, and while I'm on it, there's the Victory Network. You need to be real careful about what you're watching on that too, because there's a lot of crazy stuff on the Victory Network. You just need to be watchful about where you're getting your news. And I felt impressed of the Holy Ghost to say that about the Victory Network. You need to be very watchful about where you're getting your news. Cause there, uh, yeah, the Victory Net, there's some crazy stuff going on on the Victory Network. And, and there's people come on there, say they're prophets of God. And they're not. And, and I tell you what, it goofs people up. Well, you shouldn't be calling some na- names like this. The Apostle Paul called names. He sure did. Read your New Testament. Study up and you'll see. Absolutely. It's time that some men of God called some names. Absolutely the truth. Absolutely the truth. I try not to call names, but sometimes I think you just have to to get, to get people's attention. Absolutely the truth. And uh, But be that as it may, it's sad. It's absolutely sad. And so, yes, certain types of guns should be banned from the general public. And by the way, I don't see a problem with having background checks. I don't think any reasonable person should have a problem. Anybody, I'm going to be blunt here, but anybody with half a brain and a soul about you, you shouldn't have any problem with somebody needing to have a legitimate background check done on them before they buy a gun. And uh, but I can already tell there's people out there listening to me. They're you know shutting me off and 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 you know well I'm all wrong. I'm all, well, why don't you just step back a minute and, and use your brain and think a little bit about some of the things I'm saying? What's wrong with having a background check? You know. I don't think there's anything wrong. If I went to buy a gun, I would want my background to be checked. And if there was something in my background that was suspicious, I shouldn't get a gun. Absolutely. And that should apply to anybody. Yet I believe in the Second Amendment. And much I could say about that. But then that brings me to my sixth point is as to why these, these, these shootings and things are going on and it's mental health. And again, I could preach a whole message on that. But uh, I'll just say this, uh, it's challenging to diagnose, it's challenging to treat, and there is a lack of facility in the nation at this time for the treatment. And so you've got that whole aspect going on with mental health, and that's a, and, and that's, that's, that's a, that's a whole thing that, that uh, like I said, you could preach a whole message on that, but that's a contributing factor. And then finally, why are these shootings going on, why are all, why is there such a decline? It's a lack of spiritual understanding, a lack of spiritual understanding, which really goes back to my first point about kicking God out of the public school and out of the public square. You need to realize most governmental officials have no understanding about the spiritual realm. They have no understanding about the devil and demons, and they deem anyone like myself, who would even bring up the devil and demons as crazy and, and, and they would say that I'm mentally out of whack because I'd bring up the devil and demons. See, but the people that are making the decisions here, so many of them that, you know, as to, you know, as to the rules of this nation, they don't have a clue about spiritual things. And they're trying, actually what they're trying to do is they're trying, you see, what we're talking about here today, it all has spiritual roots. But but one of the problems is you got the people in authority. They're trying to solve spiritual problems with only natural means, 
and, and you never can make any headway with that. You just, you just stay in a, in a quagmire of mess. And that's what you have going on in this nation is a quagmire of mess. Absolutely the truth because, because spiritual problems are trying to be solved with only natural means. But you need to realize that there's spiritual things going on that's, that's, that's behind all, all of this terrible stuff. And, uh, and yet so many don't have a clue. And frankly, so many Christians. I'm talking Christians, born-again, spirit-filled Christians don't have a clue about the spiritual realm. Don't have a clue that there's a devil. Don't have a clue that there's demons. They 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 don't have a clue. They don't have a clue about John 10.10, where the Lord Jesus Christ said, the thief, that's the devil, does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. They, They don't understand that. He went on to say that he came, that we may have life and have it more abundantly, but so many have no clue that the devil is behind these, these, these shootings and things. Absolutely the truth. And, and, and they have no idea about 1 Peter 5, 8, which says that your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You see, anyone shooting up people, any, especially, I mean, anybody shooting up somebody else, but especially a, a, a classroom full of elementary school students, I mean, that person that does that shooting, a 100% guaranteed fact is being influenced by the devil and demons. And yet, the people trying to solve the problems, I'm talking about political people and whatnot, they don't even, won't even acknowledge so many of them that the devil and demons even exist. But I'm here today to tell you that the Bible says that the devil exists, demons exist, and, and, and the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and that he comes to steal, kill and destroy. And see that, 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 that shooter, that 18 year old, uh, uh, man that went in there and shot those kids up, 100% guaranteed fact, he was being influenced by the devil. Absolutely the truth and demon powers. There is no question about it. And so if you want to solve these problems, you need to realize that there's a devil out there, there's demons out there. And, and, and the Bible says here in 1 Peter 5, 9, you know, 5, 8 said that the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And then 1 Peter 5, 9 says, resist him steadfast in faith. Resist him. See, people don't, don't, so many don't even acknowledge he exists, much less do they know how to resist him. There's a way to resist the devil. Absolutely, but there's so much spiritual darkness in this nation that people don't even, and that's just the way the devil wants it. That's just the way he wants it. And uh, people don't even acknowledge he exists. Christians are unaware. As I mean, certainly unbelievers are unaware, but so many Christians are unaware, and so many most Christians I've dealt with don't have the first clue of how to resist the devil. Absolutely don't have the first clue. Not even the first clue. Even, well, I won't get into it, but they just don't have the first clue. Just don't have the first clue. And, uh, but, but the devil's behind these shootings. Absolutely. And, 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 and he's at the bottom of it. And he has, you have to understand some things about the devil and you have to be able to, to deal with him and resist him. Absolutely. Absolutely the truth. Absolutely the truth. And, uh, and, and you think about it while I'm on it here. You think about it. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you went to church and you were taught about how to resist the devil and demons? When's the last time a message about the devil was taught in your church? Now, I'll be the first to admit over the many years where I, where I pastored and congregations were there in person and I taught them most of the time about God. But I did at times teach about the devil, certainly, and about demons and how to resist the devil and demons. Let me ask you, where you go to church, when's the last time the pastor preached something about the devil and demons and taught you how to resist the devil and demons? I'll tell you what, if you're in a church that's called and set by God, there'll be some times where the pastor will teach about how to resist the devil and how to resist demons. Absolutely or how to stand on Psalm 91. You know, there's devil and demons, all right, but there's angels too, angelic beings and powerful angels. And, and, and Psalm 91 tells us how we can enact it and, and have the angels, you know, operating on our behalf and so on and so forth. In fact, I'm going to begin a series next week on, on angels and demons and, and, and whatnot. And I think it'll be uh, uh, helpful to you. 
But but my point here is is that uh, there's such a lack of spiritual understanding in the United States and the devil's behind these shootings at, at the root of it. And you have to understand some things about him and how to deal with him. And that's just not happening in the United States by and large. And you know what? The United States, I, I just want to say this, has been given perhaps more light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ than any other nation and has for the most part, for the most part, rejected it. And that's very sad. That's very, very sad. And that is why, and that is at the root of why the nation is in such significant decline right now. And dear friends, you don't have to go to the jungles of Africa to find spiritual darkness. With a church nearly on every corner here in the United States, spiritual darkness prevails. Because you see, people by and large have rejected the light. And I believe... The greater the light, and that light is rejected, I believe that as a result, greater will be the darkness. And you see that in the United States, and it's manifested with all these mass shootings that's going on. And as I said earlier, it took a generation to get here, and it'll take a generation to reverse if the things I've talked about here today would be corrected. But in the meantime... Sad to say, I'm sad to say it, I wish it wasn't so, but you can look for more mass shootings. Like I said at the beginning, uh, what I've been told, there's been more mass shootings this year so far than there's been days in the year. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a prophet or anybody else to figure out that that these things are going to continue. And uh, they'll continue in schools and Churches and stores and malls. Sad to say, I wish it wasn't so. Sad to say. So what do we do? Well, certainly these places need to batten down the hatches. Schools and churches and stores and malls need to be hardened. And they need to have trained, armed, armed security guards and whatnot. You need to learn certainly how to protect yourself and and, and again, I'm all for the Second Amendment. I'm all, I'm all for that. But you might say, Pastor Terry, what else? And isn't it sad that you have to have, I just, I just want to say it again, isn't it sad that you have to have uh, you know, barbed wire fencing and, and chain link fencing with barbed wire on top almost around elementary schools and middle schools and high schools and security guards all over the place and almost have to have metal detector. Isn't that... Isn't that sad what the United States has declined into? My goodness, we need to get God, but we need to invite God back in. I mean, into into the public school and into the public square. And the faster we invite him back in, the better. But you might say, you know, uh, yeah, we need to invite God back in to the public school and the public square and, uh, and back into the political system. And absolutely... My, 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 my. But in the meantime, the hatches have to be battened down. Sad to say, but it's just true. You say, well, Pastor Terry, what else? What, what, what else? Do you have any hope to offer me? Well, I would say learn to be led by the Holy Spirit because he can lead you around situations where there's going to be danger. Learn how to walk in supernatural protection. And I'm going to start teaching on that next week like I've done so many times over the years. Learn about the angels and angelic protection. Learn how to resist the devil and demons. We'll get into that as we move along. You say, well, is there hope for the United States? Well, I always like to believe there's hope. You know, on a, on a bright note, it didn't look like Roe versus Wade was ever going to be overturned, but it looks like that's going to happen. So yeah, that's a good thing for the nation. We all ought to get down on our knees and thank God for that. Just keep doing right yourself. Keep praying. And keep voting. And we need to vote out unreasonable people and vote in good God-fearing people that'll adhere to the word of God and do things with good common sense. Well, I'm heartbroken over what has happened this last week and what has been happening. 
It's very sad. And I want to encourage you to pray and keep the people, the victims, families, and and the loved ones in your prayers. And uh, and let's just be in prayer about the things I've mentioned here today, and let's uh, let's just continue to to do our best to walk in the light and believe God. And uh, it's a sad day in this nation. It's a sad place where we're at. And and, and I want to say this: when you have ministers standing up saying everything's fine, everything's wonderful, everything's great. Well, everything's not fine. Everything's not wonderful. Everything's not great. And I believe in encouraging words, but I tell you what, there's a can there's cancer on this nation. And I tell you what, just telling everybody that everything's good and wonderful all the time is is, 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 is a problem has to be diagnosed. I believe I did a pretty decent job here of diagnosing the problem or most of them, and then. The problems have to be dealt with just like a cancer has to be diagnosed in somebody's body and then it has to be attacked, cut out and attacked and, and removed from a body and then the body can heal. And so I just think these things need to be addressed. And if so, this nation could come back and, 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 and be, uh, be like it where, where you don't have all this carnage going on all the time. So anyway, I don't have anything else to say. If you're out there and you don't know Jesus, I tell you what, receive him right now. There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. If you want to miss hell when you die and make heaven, repent of your sins, receive the Lord Jesus Christ, enter into a real meaningful relationship with him and serve him the rest of your life. You'll be glad you did. You'll miss hell. You'll make heaven. He'll make your life worth living. Well, I leave you with a, with a heavy, sorrow, sorrowful heart today. But we'll be back next week and we'll teach you about... Uh, about the spiritual realm. God bless you. We'll see you. Bye-bye.